0: You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. (coughs)
1: From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. And I'm Laura Brodnick. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Huge day for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I feel
0: like you'd had a huge day before I even woke up and joined you for our morning meeting.
1: I just sat on Twitter and watched videos of Taylor Swift doing a surprise performance at a Heim concert in London very big deal for me personally no one else but i was number one fan exactly exactly and so yes it is friday big day for me personally but also a big day for everyone listening because it is weekend watch time we have two buzzy new movies to talk about today but first the entertainment news headlines of the day i have news what's the hot
0: gossip i want more headlines so, making news today, a judge has decided not to extend a temporary restraining order placed against Ricky Martin after allegations were made by his nephew that the two men had had a sexual relationship. His nephew then accused Ricky Martin of stalking him and calling him frequently. He also alleged that Ricky would hang around his residence many times after the two had been separated for the last couple of months. So, in a virtual court hearing today, the nephew said he had voluntarily desisted from moving forward and said he no longer needed the protection order. A lawyer for Ricky Martin said the singer was prepared to directly address the judge at the hearing and has denied that he had any romantic or sexual relationship with his nephew. Today, Ricky Martin has released a statement about the event. I'm in front of the cameras today because I really need to talk in order for me to start my hearing process. For two weeks, I, I was not allowed to defend myself because I was following a procedure where the law obligating me not to talk until I was in front of the judge and got this claims were proven to be false but I'm going to tell you the truth it has been so painful it has been devastating for me for my family for my friends I don't wish this upon anybody to the person that was claiming this nonsense I I wish him the best and I wish he finds the help so he can start a new life filled with love and truth and joy. And he doesn't hurt anybody else.
1: Well, in some other breaking news this week, Kylie Jenner, net worth 700 million US dollars, is out of touch. So <laughs> the youngest, Kajena, she's having a rough week in the headlines. and all really comes down to criticism of her being tone deaf. So early in the week, Kylie posted a photo of her and Travis Scott on Instagram at an airport standing in front of two planes, and she captioned it, you want to take mine or yours, obviously implying that they were their own private jets. And around the same time, she was facing major backlash on Twitter when flight data showed that her private jet flew just 17 minutes from one Californian airport to another, which saw her be called you know, a slew of horrible things on Twitter, including a climate criminal, And like, hard agree, to be honest. Like, it's very disheartening to think about, you know, you or I, just your average pleb who are like trying to be- but fair. (laughs) Yeah, like, sorry, but we are plebs, come on. Like we are trying to be more climate conscious and then you have these big corporations and uber wealthy people just like not caring at all.
0: Especially because it would have been like a two hour something drive, right? It was like a 45
1: minute drive. Oh, okay. Not very Not even that much. Exactly. So then anyway, all of that took place. The following day came some classic Kardashian damage control when Kylie documented on TikTok a supposed spontaneous girl's trip to Target with her daughter Stormy and a couple of her nieces. So, you know, there's not too much new that we can say here about, like, how the Kardashian PR machine works because that's just, like, everyone knows Yes. works very, very hard. But this morning in our planning meeting, we had a very interesting chat about how, like, if you cast your mind back, I want to say, like, 2015, mm. 2014, 2015, Kylie was the cool Kardashian. Like, she was the one that everyone liked the most. She was the one that everyone wanted to be friends with. And it feels like now things have changed Pretty drastically for her.
0: Yeah, it's interesting just how the kind of likability and the spiral mm. of the Kardashian popularity machine works in terms of who the public latches onto. Because even the plane thing wouldn't have been taken so badly. Like, yes, obviously the climate issue, but a lot of people who are commenting and following the Kardashians are not following them because they think they're good people or mm-hmm. they're setting a good example. Exactly. And you've got to think when Kim unveiled her Kim Airplane and everyone was like, This is amazing, she's so successful. It's so chic. Oh, it's such a Kim thing for her to have a beige plane that she's kind of, it almost like added to <laughs> her, the, like the notoriety. Such a of her. Exactly. It was very much the Kim brand. Whereas I think maybe Kylie was trying to tap into that aesthetic and showing the two planes side by side. But because she's fallen out of public favour to an extent over the last couple of years, she was hit with backlash. Because you're right, she was for a while there, kind of almost came out of the woodwork as like a dark mm. horse to be the most popular, not even the most popular of but the coolest of them all, like this is embarrassing to admit, but when I had COVID (laughs) a couple of weeks ago, I was on the couch and I just started watching like in a fever dream old episodes of the Kardashians (laughs) and I came across that episode where Kim is asking Kylie for advice, like how should I dress, what should I wear, Mm. and then she was saying like Kylie's got this tumbler, she's so cool. Out of the whole family, I know, right, Blast (laughs) from the Past, out of the whole family she's the aesthetic that most people are copying and Kanye West who everyone kind of holds up as, you know, cutting edge, mm-hmm. taste impeccable, he's like ahead of the crowd, was saying that he kind of was looking to Kylie for her aesthetic and her styling, and he wanted her to be the face of his brand. Mm-hmm.
1: That wouldn't happen now. No, it definitely wouldn't. Like, this was, you know, she had like the blue hair, and it was like Coachella. I think she called herself King Kylie, and that oh, just really yeah. caught on. And that aesthetic- Maybe
0: I'm old, but I don't <laughs> understand what's cool about that. But I get I guess it was just very like, at the time, the Kardashians looked like kind of one person, mm-hmm. and she just had- a a bit of a different aesthetic. Yeah
1: totally and now I think I think it's fair to say that Kylie her aesthetic has changed she's very much more I guess sort of Kim like in the sense of like beiges and like monotone yeah ways I feel like (laughs) she's got a Kim vibe.
0: I think she also harnessed Instagram in a particular like coming off her Tumblr days she harnessed Instagram in a particular way where she was really good at like talking to the camera or posting beautiful images and like for a while there she was the, the most followed out of the family and I think one the most followed over the whole platform and she really harnessed that as kind of a way to showcase her personality whereas now except for a few of these posts that are getting her in hot water nowadays it's almost like very formula driven like you don't feel like Kylie's even holding the phone it's very much like here's what you can buy from me here's like a very aesthetic shot here's like a sale I'm having it feels like a a business account rather than like an insight into a celebrity's life
1: yeah and I feel like that is the path that a lot of celebrities are taking like very hands-off and I guess because social media is a pretty toxic place now that I think about it I'm wondering if it is the egg's fault do you remember the egg the egg. (laughs) The egg that was such a flash in the pan but it was when that there was like an. An account called The Egg or something. Yeah, that. The it was egg. like campaigning to be the most liked photo on Instagram to beat Kylie Jenner. And it did. Like, it did, it yeah. It succeeded. I think it's just still sitting there. People are like,
0: what's the egg <laughs> going to do next? Is like someone going to buy this account and turn it into a marketing machine? It, like it the egg did its one thing mm. and now it's just sitting I'm there. I'm surprised
1: the Kardashians haven't actually snapped that up.
0: Oh yeah, they're probably going to at some stage. That would be
1: really interesting. Why do you think Kylie's like I guess the Kardashians are quite fluid in like how they move about and they're kind of like a jigsaw where like it's like one goes to the top and the public is really
0: kind of yeah, very like accepting of them. But when that happens another Kardashian or Jenna, like we just call them all Kardashians, falls to the bottom and has like public ridicule. But you're right, then they spin around Mm. again. It's really interesting. I hate to say this, but I think it's very indicative of like our society, but we did a past episode, The Spill, where we talked about the public opinion has changed mm. depending on who each of the Kardashians is dating and how their partner treats them publicly, which is awful. But like when Kanye West was like showering Kim Kardashian publicly with praise and talking about how inventive she is and how stylish mm. she is, I feel like the public really warmed to her, whereas there was a lot of backlash against Courtney Kardashian when Scott got dissec, treated her badly in the public and then that really changed when like she became a lot cooler publicly this is all publicly I don't agree with any of this Mm. when Travis Barker was like very publicly in love with her and even like lately like Chloe's been going through the ringer but people it's almost like there's this kind of public hatred towards her because of Tristan Thompson's actions and I think a lot of kind of maybe Travis Scott's in like public indifference to Kylie for the last few years has maybe put her further down the ladder so they've been like very public about their relationship lately trying i think they're trying yeah, to they like have. make it look like they're still yeah. together and make her look more desirable so the public likes her more it's so messed up
1: it is messed up i think it's right though and i think that the kardashians like this is something that they lean into i don't think it's unreasonable for us to like draw these I guess, parallels because that is sort of how they present themselves and yeah. they are very like tied to whoever they're dating at that point in time and so with that in mind, it is interesting that Kylie is, you know, bringing Travis into the fold a bit more and they're being more public because Travis, you know, if we talk about Astroworld last year, his public persona has gone through the ringer a little bit over the past couple of months. And so it almost feels like they're trying to rehab his image in a way and it's really just not coming across because people are just turning on Kylie. Yeah, exactly. Well, like we said, it, the Kardashians are always moving around in popularity and Kylie could make some miraculous comeback. King Kylie could come back. The blue hair could come back. I feel like that's a way that she could succeed here. It will be interesting to see what happens from here. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia! subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia! Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamma mia.com.au. I finished my work week on my couch. Ordered some food. It's time for and Watch. Our recommendations
0: of what to watch this weekend. Okay, so today I'm recommending a highly anticipated movie that you and I have both had mm-hmm. the joy of seeing, side by side in the cinema, <laughs> eating our ice creams, drinking our free wine. I'm talking about Where the Crawdads Sing. I have, like you, heard the tall tales told about the Marsh Girl. <laughs> an abandoned child.
1: I had a family once. They called me Kyle.
0: A little girl surviving in the marsh on her own, reviled and shunned. So it's the big murder mystery movie that we've been waiting for, based on the 2018 novel of the same name by Delia Owens, which was like more than a bestseller, like a Mm. huge
1: kind of phenomenon.
0: Yeah, exactly. Across the world, we should say we do know that there's some stories at the moment around about her potentially being wanted for questioning in a murder case. So we've got an article on Mamma Mia that kind of goes into that, but just kind of centering on the movie. Obviously, there was so much hype to kind of see how this would be brought to life. You know, Reese Witherspoon's in the mix mm. as a producer. And Daisy Edgar Jones from Normal People plays Kaya. So if you haven't read the book, no spoilers here at all. It follows Kaya, who is abandoned by her family in the Carolina Marsh, kind of has to grow up by herself, and then has these romantic relationships with two men from the nearby village, who are t- like a small town in the 1960s, who kind of treat her terribly, A murder takes place, there's a whole situation. I'm so trying not to give anything (laughs) away because I'd obviously read the book going in and when I went in to watch the movie, like I did love it and I had a really enjoyable time. Like it's beautifully shot. I thought Daisy Jones was amazing. They really kind of center in on the love Mm, plot and like the kind of love triangle and stuff if you're into that while also really leaning into the court case and the drama of that. And so, like, it's really interesting to watch a book come to life. But there's obviously quite a few people in the cinema who hadn't seen it. Well, I haven't read it. Yeah, ever. exactly. And the gasp from the audience yeah. when some of the twists <laughs> came out were just wild. So, yeah, if you haven't read the book, don't worry. You can still go to the movies and have, like, a super enjoyable experience. And I thought Daisy Edgar jones was great in this role. kind of made me want to go live in a little marsh hut, <laughs> put flowers in my hair. I don't think in reality it would be as cute as this. I
1: just feel like that's not really your brand, to be honest.
0: To be a Marsh girl. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah,
0: probably not, bland. but I had, you know, it seemed nice in the movie, but I thought the performances were great from like the cast across the board and the cinematography and like, cause they were on location in that Marsh shooting mm-hmm. through like heat waves and storms and being like bitten by insects and stuff. And I feel like the whole time you're watching it, like it was like the screen was like teeming with energy about actually being in that area and the animals and the birds and everything that was in that so super into that it's got some music by your fave
1: yes taylor did a song carolina f- specifically for the movie yeah it's not her best but alas <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we had a super enjoyable time the Mama mia team we went to see it we we're really into it so it's out at the movies now I highly recommend that you actually go to the movies and watch it on the big screen to kind of
1: get that full effect where the crawdads sing out at the movies now well, I am also recommending a movie. This one you can watch at home on your couch. I recommend buying some popcorn on your way home from work. I am recommending The Grey Man. It's out on Netflix tonight. And this is pretty much the exact opposite of where the crawdags <laughs> Sing*. is. good balance. What do you know about the Sierra program? Reckless mystery man you guys send in when you can't officially send anyone else. The Grey Man. Lloyd and Locate and destroy.
0: That could be fun. The man's got some street cred.
1: It is a huge action blockbuster from the Russo brothers, who are behind some of the biggest movies like ever, ever. The Avengers, Infinity War, Avengers: Endgame, bunch of Marvel movies. This is also very big. It had a budget of 200 million US dollars, which makes it on par with the most expensive film Netflix has ever financed. And I feel like you can tell when you watch it because it is like explosion after fight scene, explosion after fight scene, Ryan Gosling making some wise cracking comments, explosion, (laughs) fight scene. It's insane. So this movie has a ridiculous cast. Ryan Gosling stars as Sierra Six, who is a CIA agent who spent years as the agency's like best kind of secret assassin, I guess. And he then discovers some information that turns him into enemy number one and sets off a kid and mouse sort of chase around the world. So basically all Sierra Six wants is a nap, but that has to wait because he's being hunted around the world by Lloyd Hansen, played by Chris Evans and a ridiculous moustache. Lloyd is a former CIA cohort who's also like he's psychotic (laughs) he's absolutely crazy he has a taste for torture he's not a good guy but Chris Evans plays him to perfection also in the cast are Anna de Armas Regé-Jean Page Billy Bob Thornton Jessica Henwick plus a whole bunch of other faces you will recognize it's What a cast. I know, it is absolutely stacked. So, tone wise, it's got like your classic Broody action elements, and Ryan Gosling will make some wisecracking comments and just be like, oh, I'm so tired. You know, like (laughs) classic. But it's also like quite funny. It feels like the movie knows that it's a bit ridiculous because it is. Like the plot armor on this man is just insane. So, there's a lot of like eyebrow raising and jokes that make you know that it's not taking itself too seriously, which I personally enjoy. I don't think that it's exactly like prestige. It's not going to win any awards and it's not really game changing in any way, shape or form. But it's like, it's just a good time. It's explosions yeah. and fight scenes and like just a good way to spend a Friday night on the couch. Just like forget about the world. Two hours of Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Reggae jean Page's faces on your screen. What yeah. more can you ask for? So that is out on Netflix tonight.
0: Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by myself, Laura Brodnick, and Gia Moylan with audio production by Maddie Joannou. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au and over on The Spill Instagram
1: account. Bye. Bye. (laughs)